0: I want to get 10 by 40 tunnel tents so i can grow lots you know be part of a farming community to where we can trade back and forth give me some chickens give me some goats and another essential thing i want to do is i want to um keep bees these are very essential to any the
1: structure of it the equation of it is production in proximity to its consumption is its greatest asset production in proximity to its consumption is its greatest asset. Yeah. So be, bec- when you build an economic structure based on that model right there alone, it doesn't allow for those outside influences like Monsanto and Walmart and all those
0: others. The bottom line is the role of government is to facilitate our ability to help ourselves and to empower ourselves, okay? And if that's not happening, if we're looking to, if we're looking to, if we're empowering government, it's the absolute opposite. Government is supposed to be empowering us to do for ourselves.
1: So. Supply chains, you know, crashing with the way that the economic, I mean, think about this. Let me give you an example. So our inflation right now is at 9%. If you are in another country, First, the 9% inflation for us across the board, goods and food are much higher, 30 in the 30s in the percentile. So Mm -hmm. if you got if you're if we're sitting here experiencing that now, imagine somebody who is in a third world country exchanging dollars for our good, exchanging their dollars for our dollars. Imagine the inflationary impact it has on a poor country, you know, having to buy with their from their money, exchange it over to the dollars. So their budget, their budget's blowed up. We've blowed up every third world country's dollar that is. And that's why you're starting to see Pakistan's fixing to go down. Iran just went, they just overthrew their parliament. Sri Lanka just overthrew their government. Right. On and on and on. Ghana's fixing to overthrow their government. All these are due to economic corruption, right? And economic uh, impact of inflation in America and decisions, policies that we're making. So, you know, going from being uh, energy independent to being dependent on all these other countries has weakened the dollar printing money through covid so that we could, uh, you know, make it past not working having to go to work and, 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 you know, making profit. We printed money, which now created the inflation we're in today, it's lowering the value of the dollar all over the world. So we're not the only ones suffering at the, at the cash register. There are literally whole economies failing because of the exchange rate of inflation, you know, inflationary exchange rate.
0: So, so the, like I said, to answer to that question, you know, candidates and all this, you know the bottom line is you have as the people we have to force you know whomever to be accountable all right to us right because we are the people right and we are the ones that the government is supposed to be serving and not the other way around we're looking for the government to save us instead of serving us
2: yeah absolutely absolutely the keystone
0: pipeline
1: that was the very first thing that this administration did was to shut that down down and, and take that oil supply away from the u.s. economy at that moment that very moment all of these things I just described to you predestined us to have pestilence and famine hmm.
2: so explain the keystone pipeline the keystone pipeline
1: Yeah, the Keystone Pipeline was a pipeline that Trump authorized, President Trump authorized to be able to move oil in and out of the U.S. And so it was a way to take our oil and take it around the world and also have another way to bring oils from around the world into the U.S. And so because of that, infrastructure that we most we need it we need it in order to stay independent because of that infrastructure project was there now companies were going to be able to operate around and around that to extract american oil and fill that pipeline with american oil so it was stabilizing our energy independence is what that infrastructure
0: project was designed to do man um so we do that while i'll go out to the larger local farmers market that kind of started because my wife wanted to eat tomato sandwiches so i was like okay well we're getting tomato sandwiches oh wow look here they got some some they got some some good looking summer squash and zucchinis and different things i I said to myself i'm not going to grow my farm my, my garden uh anymore because i'm going to set that up for my next house i'm gonna have a homestead so um and, and like I said, this is an ongoing process. This is not just because of this. This is something that, like Martin said, I see, you know, I have a vision of the future. What if I didn't have, what if I could reduce my grocery bill, okay? So I grow tomatoes and I can my own tomatoes. It's not that difficult. Just boil them in some water, a little bit of salt, put them in a jar, can them, and they're preserved. You know, um, make my own pickles. I smoked pickles all right see so 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 like I said it's is it's, hey, it's, smoked it's, pickles yes sir <laughs> of 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 fresh caught um um trout the other week and that's what we had I did some pan I didn't do pants here I did some baked trout you know and it, it was you know and this is straight out you know straight out of the water okay see so you know I didn't have to worry you know now you know if it's the water you know yeah but this you know clean water sources and things you know but but that's what i do is i try to incorporate more or or you know go even go to we have a we have a um we have an international market here as well where you get things that you kohlrabi and all types of differences that's like right now um it's august anybody that's thinking about a farm this is the time when you look at trying to grow your fall vegetables your root vegetables collard greens cabbage that sort of thing um another thing i do is i eat during eat for what's available in the season okay um like i said collard greens cabbage uh beets um you know rutabagas sweet potatoes things that you know are getting ready to be in season in fall that's what i eat in the fall you know and I do this all the time I don't try to yeah you know it's, it's good to have tomato tomatoes this is why you can your tomatoes so that you can have tomatoes in the fall you can have cucumbers and pickles and all of this in the fall because fall is not the time that tomatoes grow see so 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 like I said is is you do those types of things and I think like I said is is this is the type of stuff that people are going to have to start doing again I mean and I'm gonna do some I'm gonna get about four. I want to get 10 by 40 tunnel tents so I can grow lots, you know, be part of a farming community to where we can trade back and forth. Give me some chickens. Give me some goats. And another essential thing I want to do is I want to um, keep bees. These are very essential to any you are a farmer. You want to have bees somewhere around. We've you talk about beans,
2: for as long as I've known you say what? <laughs> Say so you've been talking about doing beekeeping for as long as I know you, man. Listen, you. listen. How like I
0: said, is you know it takes time and preparation, and I'm educating myself on doing all of this stuff. You know, Absolutely. getting myself physically in shape to be able to do it. Um, I'm thinking about the land, thinking about you know what's going to be around it. How am I going to get my bees inside of my tunnel tent so they can go ahead and pollinate all of my you know all of my vegetables and I things. Don't worry
3: about that. Like, you know.
1: It's a small portion of it, though. I mean, yeah. we've been talking about that forever. It's not that it, that it isn't a valued solution, but in a famine, yeah. in a famine, you better know where to get what and how to get it, and and try to secure that for the time you need it next. And you know, we're in a place right now, I believe that the integration the infrastructure locally is the most important asset that we have the ability i mean just like what he leonard was telling you about it that that asset locally that he has a connection to is there but it's only fragile it's from noon to you know eight o'clock to noon two days a week that's pretty fragile connection we've got to create the greater infrastructure and we're doing that as a company that's what we're, we've been focused
0: on my whole career you know is
1: transportation uh you know right. dictate that shelf life how long can it is it going to be honest how far does it have to travel to get there all right. of those things are factors in the you know the pro, the the amount of profit that has to be generated as well as as, you know, the securities, the liability risks of contamination and, I mean, there's just so much that the current supply chain transfers that cost that you can avoid working locally, you know. There are a lot of issues with that right now, though, because we have, you know, it takes me it takes eight months right now to get a hog slaughtered. If right. you have a hog right now that, that you uh, are raising, you have got to have a date before, before you have the hog. Right, right, right. of of the bottleneck of, of, uh, not enough uh, slaughterhouses. So I
0: I think here, I think here when I was down, when I was uh, working down,
2: you know, can we still take, uh, seeds and, and put them in between, a uh, uh, a brown paper towel like we did as kids and, uh, let them sprout and then drop them in the, uh, in the soil yeah
1: so let me let me let me absolutely and that's one of the things you're talking about gmo and non-gmo one of the things that monsanto does is makes a seed that doesn't have a plant that will not produce the seed that will grow again so there's heirloom seeds and then there's genetically modified seeds that that are out there so you want to make that the fruit will be able to reproduce fruit and that's how god intended it to happen and so the yeah the seed what a couple things i'd also tell you if i was preparing right now say martin he just got zapped and now he's in the inner city living in that space i would be for every person in my household i would be looking for at least six canned goods per person per Mm. day so if i reason for six is because one one you can if you have that many you can spread six out over three or four days so if you have to extend the time that you don't have access to food because of maybe there's a trucker strike and all of a sudden truckers aren't coming into your city or maybe there's another outbreak in something that locks down the country and we can't say oh that's smart you're being real pessimistic no i'm Telling you things that could happen and have already happened. Yeah, the, so, I mean these
2: are these are things that we've seen.
1: Regardless, if we are prepared for it, and so you know, because I believe in the the word is told us, God's never created chaos he's always created order and you know when he says these things are happening i can see him, and i know leonard and, and i believe your viewers can start to see if not have already been seeing this economic collapse the crisis in corruption you know the crisis in production and and manufacturing, uh, so you know, I think it's going to happen regardless of us, uh, whether we're prepared. But being prepared for, like I said, six can goods per person per day gives you. I think chance.
2: that that's that's a detriment right there. Six can goods per person per day, folks. You need to stock up.
1: And the other thing about that, and the reason for that is, is you can, you'll have some to share to people who will defend that stock. Because if you're having to defend it yourself, then you got to sleep sometime and you've got to, you know, things have got to happen. And so tactically, it gives you a chance to spread that and a way to defend the supply. The other thing I would say is rice, beans, those two things are staples that you can never have too much of ever have too much of those to be able to share and to defend your family and as a community if your community has those staples rice and beans amongst themselves you're going to be okay if enough of you have it
0: right 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 especially like i said rice and beans yeah because you can dry them out it's it's they 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 preserve really well because that's the that was the next crop because i've grown okra squash peppers tomatoes cucumbers
1: um with your community second of all talk to your families each one of you talk to your families in a way that says let me give you another viewpoint and in that viewpoint they're going to ask you well who's doing that Point them our way to our farmers. Our farmers, if you're local, listen to me, in the Mississippi, Ohio, River Valley, if you're local and you're aware of this conversation and this need, then reach out to us, United Global Co-Opportunities. My uh, email address is martin at kyregistered.com, martin at kyregistered.com. You can email me, uh, call me. um, my cell phone number, I'll let it, give it to you direct, is 502-320-1952. If you've got a consciousness because of this conversation or for you have a God-given you gift to view things in the future and want to be a part of uh, the expansion, it's simple as reaching out and allowing the infrastructure to develop between your purchase and, and, and the production locally. And we're gonna we're gonna link that for you, and and be able to help you um, access that, such that you're not gonna be tactically unaware and also uh, with the securities that you're going to have locally by a farmer who says no matter what the economy is I know that you are my customer and I'm going to protect I'm going to process for you I'm going to grow for you and now you're going to limit that security that those around you have and doing that that eliminating that for you and leading others to have them be able to eliminate that for them is exactly what has to be done in order for us to get beyond this limitation that currently exists in the supply chain.
2: And, and you said that was, uh, was that the 1952
1: number? Yeah, go ahead and give them my cell number, my personal cell phone number. And the reason why I do that is because this isn't a big corporate, holy moly, we're gonna, no, this is farmers working directly with you. The job of our corporation is, is to make that connection and set up the logistics between the farm and the consumer. And that's what we do. And that's what we're doing in Louisville and focused on doing in the whole Mississippi-Ohio River Valley.
2: Awesome, awesome, awesome.
3: Um, water at an incredibly low energy consumption, I think cheap, cheaper than groundwater by far. Uh, cheaper than desalination. So far, 12 of these AWGs exist. West planted them in three areas, including the Bahamas, Puerto Rico, and Flint, Michigan. I need to engage with the people here, and I need to show them what what this machine does, and they need to understand that it is their machine, and I am here for them. West says his AWGs are federally approved, and the water quality is also tested by the Colorado Water Authority. It's clean. It's, It's good enough to drink. No bacteria or anything in it. And the reason that we go through the filtration process So as soon as you turn it on, it it starts making water. You may be wondering how these atmospheric generators are tied to Wisconsin. Most of West AWGs were manufactured right here in Manitowoc. And the people of Manitowoc should be proud. Just one unit provides a city with hundreds of gallons of clean water. The best part, it doesn't cost residents a penny. West works with organizations like the Water Rescue Foundation to cover the cost. So far, the response in the community has exceeded his expectations. They were very happy that somebody actually cared enough for them to come to jump over the bureaucracy come to a private piece of land and do this thing. Right now, his priority is planting these AWGs in Flint, helping our neighbors here in the Midwest. In Manitowoc, Michelle London, Spectrum News. That's
1: part of it. I mean, we definitely have droughts all over the world. I mean, happening right now. I mean, some of the most extreme recorded weather droughts in history is happening right as we speak. So, you know, that's uh, that, that technology is definitely not one to be underestimated in its potential by far. I mean, imagine if you have a watering, you're in Colorado and you've got a greenhouse and you can't because of the water restrictions there, you can't, uh, you know, use groundwater. You can't collect water, whatever, what have you. You can put that in the in the uh, systems and water your greenhouses. Um, not having any federal restrictions associated to humidity in the air, you know, you're. So this shouldn't be. I, I think that technology should be looked at for many other applications outside of just supplying uh, water. This
2: I mean, do you think that what's happening right now is intentional?
1: I'm thinking what's happened now is what Jimmy Carter said it best like this. I going to answer it like this. He said the day that we allowed corporations to have the same or greater value than the individual was the day that basically America ceased to exist the way we know it do it then. And so corporations, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not hating on corporations. I'm hating on the outcomes of the choices that we consumers have made. We, you know, we're woke now. Okay. What does that mean?
2: I'm hating on the integrity of corporations of, of some of these corporations. I'm hating on the heart that they, that they are not um, um, putting in. Um, I'm hating on the compassion that they don't
1: have. Cap- I you. <laughs> capitalism by nature promotes that. It creates institutions of greed. And so greed is not a very compassionate
2: you can create institutions of greed, right? But I mean, oh,
1: I think I a- so that's why I created a You know, if you look me up and you can Google me, Martin Smith and the work that I did with the Center for Economic and Social Justice, but I wanted to create an economic structure. There's three structures you'll recognize them, communism, capitalism, and socialism. Capitalism, like I said, creates institutions of greed and greed is a vice to human beings. Uh, Socialism and communism create institutions of envy and envy is a vice to human beings. I wanted to create an economic structure that would be able to create a virtue, would be able to uh, uh, be applied towards the virtuous side of of, uh, of the human experience. And so I created productionism and what productionism production being able to be productive is um, and be able to produce more than you can consume is and be able to use that to strengthen the community around you is a virtuous uh, task. Like you said, a heart you know, centered, correct, motivated uh, mindset. So I wanted to keep it in that vein. So productionism, the economic structure of it, the equation of it is production in proximity to its consumption is its greatest asset. Production in proximity to its consumption is its greatest asset. So when you build an economic structure based on that model right there alone, it doesn't allow for those outside influences like Monsanto and Walmart and all those others to penetrate that security that the economy is seeking as a virtuous. They don't want a greed-based economy, they want a uh, virtuous-based economy. And once given that opportunity, locally, then they don't want to choose something else that's going to um, make them subject to the economy.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if anybody wants to look it up, you can go out there and uh, just Google uh, Martin Smith Center for Economic and Social Justice.